What does being Ghanaian mean to you? I'm Abuna Sewa, and at Akadi Magazine, we put that question to Ghanaians across the globe as part of our issue on identity. In this episode, we speak to award-winning animator and author, Comfort Arthur, whose web series, I'm Living in Ghana, Get Me Out of Here, won Best Animation in the Africa Movie Academy Awards in 2020. Her animation explores the reality of moving from the UK to live in Ghana and is hugely funny. We asked her what impact this experience had on her identity as a British-born Ghanaian. So basically, I told a lot of people ask me this question all the time. Comfort, how did you how did you manage for almost eight years living in Ghana, not coming back to the UK to visit? And you did those long stretches. And I also say to people that holidaying in Ghana is totally different from living in Ghana. It's a totally different thing. And a lot of people, when they get rushed with the whole idea of moving back, but they don't realise that because they've gone on holiday and they've enjoyed it so much and they're like, oh, I I love Ghana and Ghana's this, but they don't realise that living is is, is totally different. There's so many different cultural differences of living in the UK and versus living in in Ghana and that's what I documented in my web series I'm living in Ghana get me out of here so many things that I wouldn't necessarily tolerate if I was in the UK but when you get to Ghana it's like you have to tolerate this you know Mm. it's what it is it's what's happened and I can give you an example Um, for example when I in one of the episodes when I asked the hairdresser to do my hair in a certain way and she told me it was 10 Ghana cities. And I was like, okay, cool. And then when she did my hair, she didn't do it to the style that I wanted. Mm. And I was like, I want my money. And she's like, no, there's not, nothing you can do. What's it? I've been a lot of people have experienced that where you just have to part of your money. But yeah. if you go to the UK, it's like, no, I'm not, if you're not satisfied, I'm not satisfied, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so those are the little differences, you know, and England, you can walk on the street and not greet anybody. But in Ghana, you have to do that. You can't just pass an old lady and not say good morning. Yeah. Because she's going to think you're rude. Yeah. You know, and I had to learn to learn this as I was living here. The, you know, the etiquettes of greeting and making sure you're not disrespectful or anything. Because I'm quite a, an introvert person by okay. nature. So sometimes it takes me time to say hello. People don't believe that, but I do... I'm a shy person. So when when I first came to Ghana, I'll be walking on the streets and not say hello, greet people. And people will be like, this person is rude. But it wasn't the case. But England, you can walk past and not be, yeah. In this segment, I asked Comfort how far her holiday visits to Ghana prepared her for her later experience of relocating to the country. Bless my mom. She would make us go to Ghana every summer. Mm. So I was, I already had an idea of what Ghana was. But again, not li- the living, you know, for long periods and having to take chotra. Or when I first came, it was a chotra thing. I was yeah. hustling. So yeah. it wasn't, I didn't have money. So I'll be hustling, taking chotra. And, you know, all the things that would happen, the, you know, sometimes the mate would try and take some of your cash and not tell you that he he, he not give you the change because they assume that because you're from a brochet you've got money so Uh, even you know one city that they take from you it's not you know it's not important to you but you know these were certain things 
and certain frustrations that I I had to, I penned this down on Facebook every day about my experiences, which is what turned Living in Ghana get me out of here into a memoir for me before it became a web series. In this segment, I asked Comfort if having a fluency in Chi helped her to integrate better in Ghana. So when I first came to, I understand Chi completely mm. but my speaking is very bad but I can speak it I can hold a conversation in tree mm. when I first got there I pretended that I don't understand I was green I don't understand anything and there were certain times I'll be at the market and the market sellers were like oh mess to see um oh. a bar way no mess oh, to see no. like ah, <laughs> they'll be speaking about themselves oh, saying no. that they're going to you know those are listening her. for anyone who does not know yeah I'm going to isn't it fleeter i'm gonna cheat her yeah there was one woman and so i was like looking at her like green like i don't know anything the colleague was saying to her but ah sister way you're five ghana cities and she said debbie where you this woman messing on me make a channel seven ghana cities the principle is that it was initially five cities but she's going to tell me it's, it's seven cities but I was pretending like I didn't know when I was giving her the change I just gave her five cities and she yeah. looked at me and said madam no it's seven cities this one is seven cities I said no but you just said to your colleague that you were going to fleece me and it's five cities <laughs> and she looks shocked <laughs> I said yeah so those are little funny things that I used to I used to write about on living in Ghana get me out of here all these different experiences like, for example, in one episode of Living in Ghana, and I asked the taxi driver, oh, can, can I go to this place? And he would tell, he told me it was 20 Ghana cities. And I was, you know, you know, in, in Ghana, I'm sure, Abina, you know, you have to negotiate oh um, taxi God. fees. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those ones, even in the market, you have to learn the art. If you're moving to Ghana, you have to learn the art of negotiation, yep. you know. And, <laughs> and this driver, I said, I can only give him 15 and then he just waved me into the car to get yeah. in. And then when I got into the t- taxi, I had I didn't have change. So this is what I learned in Ghana, that Ooh. if you negotiate it, make sure you have the right change. Yes. So when I gave him 20 cities after the ride, he doesn't look at my face. And then I'm sitting there waiting for my five city change. Mm. As a driver, where's my five cities? And he said, no, 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 it's 20 cities. But I said, but we just spent like five minutes negotiating that it should be 15 cities he said no 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 no. it's not true it's not true we didn't have that oh, so those are some of the frustrations that i've, I've had you I'm know I'm, and I, i'm not saying i'm not saying that ghana is terrible but no. i i love ghana but yeah. these were the frustrations i had to and i had to learn very fast the art of negotiating and stuff in this segment i asked comfort what Ghanaians thought of her web series and if they thought she was painting a negative picture of ghana uh no <laughs> i'm speaking the truth and the yeah. truth you know that's one thing about being an artist you're not scared of saying things that you necessarily wouldn't say out aloud you use mm. your art to tell things and mm. with living in ghana get me out of here it resonates with other people from different countries mm. so i remember when it was posted by Kelowele tv yeah. immediately the response was this happens in nigeria this happens in Congo. This wow. happens in um, Sierra Leone. Oh, I relate to, to, I can relate to this. Even Obronese, I mean, white people yeah. that have traveled to Ghana have said, 
I can relate to discomfort. This is me, you know? So it wasn't something that people got offended. Funny enough, when I first had it on my on my Facebook as memoirs, as little notes, and, and I wanted to turn it into a book, people got offended by it. Like saying, why are you calling it? I'm living in Ghana, get me out of here. That's offensive. But when I turned it into the web series, it was a different reaction. So it's quite funny. I think it's because they saw the way that cuts were and the way the animation was, especially the first episode when I'm coming to Ghana with the yellow card and the immigration officer is telling me that I can't enter Ghana if I don't have this yellow card. And then he's telling me I should give him £10. That was my last £10 before. And it always pains me. Like, I never forget that. I was looking back and saying, can I go back to England? And you know, I always laugh at that very first moment when I entered Ghana, this whole situation happened. It was about to be my a continuation of what was about to happen for the yeah. next few years. In this following segment, I asked Comfort if there are certain attributes that make her Ghanaian. I've had an identity crisis because you, being in England, you're proud. Yeah, I'm Ghanaian and I'm proud. Mm. Then you come to Ghana and then people question whether you're actually Ghanaian. I've had so many times people ask me, where are you from? And I say, I'm a Ghanaian. No, 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 you can't be Ghanaian. <laughs> are you Liberian? No, 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 no. Are you, are you Jamaican? I've been told so many times, because I usually like to wear, when I was in Ghana, I used to like to have this headscarf. I, my, my trademark, everyone knew me. I'll be in, I could be in Medina and mm. someone would be on the trotter and then send me a message comfort. I saw you down the road because of this <laughs> headscarf. And everyone used to think, every taxi driver that met me, they would automatically assume that I was from Jamaica because I had this headscarf. And I was like, wow. what? And uh, there was a time I had to sh- I had to grab out my Ghana passport and show to this um, coconut guy that I was yeah, Ghanaian because he didn't believe me. And when I tried to speak, I really wanted to learn tree and be yeah. better at my tree, improve my tree. And I would get, oh, your tree and yekra. For I've those heard. that listen, <laughs> is your tree's not good. And I'll be like, at all. You forgot the at all. At all, sorry. Your tree is not good at all. And I'll be like, but I never laugh at you when you're speaking English. And your English is bad. And I never do that. And and their excuse would be that if we don't teach you, you won't learn the tree well. I said, but how? How does that work? And so for me, I had this, you know, I was in England for years, proud of Ghanaian. I wouldn't even say I'm British, guys. I just say I'm Ghanaian. Yeah. My parents are Ghanaian, I'm Ghanaian. But then when I'm here in Ghana, I'm now having to prove my identity and yeah. prove, had to spend so many times proving myself that I am Ghanaian just because I have a British accent. And that was frustrating for me for a lot of, a lot of the time. It was very mm-hmm. frustrating for me because I wasn't Ghanaian enough because I had this British accent or my tree wasn't good enough. This person can speak to you and your tree is bad. You know, and it really was frustrating for me. In the following segment, I asked Comfort how she was able to reconcile these feelings after spending eight years living in Ghana. Uh, yeah, do you know what? I, I think, I think it, even up to now, my area, they call me the oh, Bronny girl. You know, they still don't, oh, wow. you know, see me as the uh, 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 Ghanaian. Yeah. I'm too brothel, brothel. I'm oh. too brothel, brothel. Brochy girl. Still, I'm yeah. still a brochy girl. Mm-hmm. You know, and but 
I've just lived with it. I've, I, I mean, I know who I am. I know I'm a Ghanaian. Yeah. Um, I'm proud to be Ghanaian. You know, living in Ghana, get me out of here, was just like me getting all of that feelings of frustration out and penning it out into a into a web series into a um, my facebook stories and stuff like that and for me I, if i have children in the future i'm going to you know my mother made the mistake of not letting me us you know speak the tree yeah. when we were growing up but for me i will make sure regardless of wherever uh, my future spouse is from mm-hmm. my children will have, they must learn tree from yeah. they must speak tree you know they yeah. must because it's important it's part of your identity and i realized once I moved, when I moved back to Ghana, how important language is and how important it is to speak your mother tongue and how important it is to know that, you know, your culture. And do you know what I mean? It's so yeah. important. Ever since I moved in Ghana, I pre- appreciate being a Ghanaian. There's some things, traditions that I've questioned and I've had run-ins and debates with and I've been told what happens in Rome, you must do what is wrong. For example, yeah. not yeah. using your left hand to shape. Yeah. For, for me, I'm a left-handed. Oh. But it's caused me so much problems. There was so much problems in Ghana. Like, oh, there was a time I was... I accidentally forgot. There was a, a time I went somewhere and I, I, I handed the documents with my left hand. Yeah. And the lady told me that I shouldn't use my left hand. Yeah. Me, I ended up asking her, why? Why is it that there's something wrong with me using my left hand? And she said, well, it's rude. It's disrespectful in, in Ghana culture. Yeah. And I asked her, why is it? Because I want to, I already, yeah. I know, but I want to, I wanted to question this because we have this notion that left hand is bad yeah. because we apparently we use it to wipe our, you know, yeah, asses yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and stuff like that. But we don't we use both hands to cook if it's so bad? <laughs> it's and this so is what true. I was questioning. Yeah, and these are the certain traditions that I, 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 I've been questioning that, we say it's bad but we use both our hands if the left hand was bad why is it that you know and we use it to cook i asked comfort if there are certain attributes that make her Ghanaian. that's a quite a different <laughs> it's a quite a tricky question because again it goes back to you know some there's some Ghanaians in the uk that are not fluent with tree but they are they're so engrossed with the culture they you know they understand certain cultures the history you know cult, being Ghanaian is is there's so many things to it it's not just about language it's about history knowing your history knowing your roots knowing traditions you know knowing there's so there's so many things like when I before going to Ghana I had no idea it's until I came to Ghana, I understood certain traditions, marriage traditions, mm. family traditions, funeral rites, you know, all of these things I learned a lot when I was in Ghana. And when there's a family dispute, what happens? And the, these are all certain etiquettes that are in place in Ghana that I hadn't known when I was in the UK. Yeah. But to say that if you don't, you can't speak the language so well you're not Ghanaian enough so it's hard I think it, it to be Ghanaian it encompasses so many different things it encompasses the food you know it, the um, language music family all of these things so that's to me what uh, to be a Ghanaian is you know and so yeah to know the history 
And I knew, I when I moved to Ghana, I found, learned more about Kwame Nkrumah, you know, read up um, on so many of his books and ideologies and stuff like that. And those were so very important. And, and it changed my thinking about Ghana and politics and stuff like that. Thank you for listening to this episode hosted by Miss B Writes for Acadi Magazine. The music in this episode is called Infitiasi or Genesis and is created exclusively for Acadi Magazine and Miss B Writes by percussionist Eric Owusu aka King Owusu and producer Nia Tom Sabag. For more content like this visit www.acadimagazine.com and msbwrites.co.uk. Thank you.